Captain's Log, Episode 27. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars. Located at 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens, enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items. At Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brownstout. On this week's installment, Captain Huck and Beer Wonder welcome back Belgian Blonde, with a total of five pours from six breweries, and we explore where passion for conservation, sustainability, and great beer intersect. You'll be happy to learn that there's a significant amount of common ground. Also, does anyone out there know what the acronym OFYMD stands for? We've got a pretty good theory, which you'll hear on the show. But we're insatiably curious to find out if there are alternate interpretations. Remember to like, star, and subscribe us whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 27, What's Belgian, Blonde, and Green All Over. We're the beer, 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 beer vengers, beer, 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 beer vengers, beer, 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 beer vengers. We're the beer vengers. Welcome to the beer cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens. I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location on the west side of Manhattan Town. This is the pale male hophead Huck. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the county of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder! And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the Bronx, I am the Belgian Blonde. And we are... The The Beervengers! Hey, pretty good. That, yeah, that really was. It, 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 despite our better efforts, we sounded really good that time, I think. And that's neat. We're, we're, we're representing all four boroughs. Yes, all, the, all four that count. No, we love you, Staten Island. Ouch! I feel like I What'd you just say to me? Yeah, that's exactly why we're staying away from Staten Island, because of that kind of voice. No uh, comment no, on we, that. We I feel love, like we, I need we, to get a Staten Island beer for next week. We just love to your beer. Yeah, so we'll have to make that to us, and, and we all have friends in Staten Island, but... Uh, Man, that borough has way too high infection rates for me to want to go anywhere near it anytime soon. We kid Richmond County. We kid them. Yes, because many of them are awful. But we like the other ones. Um, yeah, that's right. We are the Beer Avengers. Welcome, fellow Beer Avengers out there, in here, out there, all around the world, as they say, uh, on all the ships at sea. Little Walter Winchell thrown in there. Um, we are the Beer Avengers. We had a great show. And you may have noticed we are having a guest you are probably familiar with if you've been listening from the beginning. And if you haven't, you should go back and listen to her first episode. Welcome, Belgian Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here again. <laughs> well, ha- happy to have you here. We've got a, a lot of great new beers to talk about, uh, various things that happened to our week in and outside of beer, perhaps. Who knows? Um, well, I mean, I know some of it, but but we don't really talk much before. We don't really talk except when we're on the air. Just follow the script, Kevin, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, I know. Yeah, Huck's getting a little impatient, and, and he has every right to be, because before we talk about really anything else, we should get to the pores, right? Is that, that's, what, that's what you're chomping at the bid for, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, 
I know, I know. Yeah, and Huck, let's I, get I can, to it. I can see, I can see you're ready to go, but I'm just gonna swoop in preemptively. What are you talking about? I know, I know. Trust me, I got one I'm excited about too. But we do have the Belgian blonde back for round two. It's only right. It's only polite. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. I, Thank you very much. That's that what I was going to say. Yeah, me well, too. good. See, we're learning. This is a yeah. friendship and learning experience. You know, politeness isn't only for our guests, if you wonder. Come on, seriously. Well, it's what I was hoping for, so we're all on the same page. It's Excellent. Great. Good. <laughs> what do you have for us today? All right. Um, so I have the Alexa, which is a double IPA out of Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Uh-huh. Hey, hey. And I chose this beer because I love the name Alexa, because it reminds me of the Billy Joel song that sings about my favorite island, which is Block Island. Mm, That's Um, right. And it says that it's a big hop bomb, complex in both aroma and flavor, with notes of tangerine and tropical fruits, made with citra, mosaic, Ella, and Cascade hops. Oh, well, okay. Yummy. Oh, my goodness. And whales on the outside. Did I see whales on your can? There's a whale. Nice crack. Yeah. Yeah, The Oyster Bay logo has Oyster Bay logo has a whale all right hold that up a little higher so we can see oh, oh, oh there is that gold oh it's a, almost a darker gold than i would have anticipated for yeah, some very rich yeah mm-hmm. it's got that west coast look yeah most definitely oh and and you can see those tiny little bubbles it's going to have a nice intense kind of creamy carbonation i bet oh that looks just glorious what a good pour too mm-hmm. absolutely look at, what the that's a big glass yeah i was a professional at one point so yes. yeah well <laughs> Hold, yeah, hold, yeah, very. Yeah. There, we go. Hold the, oh, see, there, there she is. Exactly. Yeah. So beautiful. It really is. Mm. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking up new lyrics to the song, but we better get. I, to the I'm next. just glad my headphones are in, so my digital assistant doesn't think we're talking to her. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. <laughs> oh goodness. I didn't, I didn't think about that. No, I didn't either. <laughs> well, I got a, I got a beer. Um, we were repping the island. We're repping four boroughs, and we're repping the island. And now I think we got to rep our neighbors uh, to the west. Oh, uh, the uh, New Jersey. Last, <gasps> uh, I was, I was notified that we have only had one New Jersey beer, and it was a, it was actually an interborough Brooklyn beer that mm. was a collab with Carton. So that's right. I went across the river, got myself a beer. We went to my friends at Ailmentary. Oh, oh fun! Yes. Yeah. They're pretty lovely trip out there a couple of years ago. Yeah, we did. I actually got, got it at Wegmans, but it's okay. Um, uh, Ailmentary, this is called Fractions and Decimals, and it is that rare beast, the Imperial Pilsner. Ooh. Oh, so, so what is, what's this one clocking in at then? It's at 7.7, I believe, okay. was the, uh, was it? Yeah. So, Very you know, that's Imperial Pilsner. Pilsner. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a look at this baby. I'm, I haven't tried it yet, so I'm excited to give it a drink. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. Oh, oh my. Oh, it's, it's very, it is a little darker, I think, than I would have met. No, actually, maybe not. It may be kind of have that straw gold that you look for in a Pilsner. It looks deceptively uh, just, oh, hello, I'm just a Pilsner. But mm-hmm. an Imperial. Yes. Look at that. Uh, and beautiful. Nice I mean, too. Huck, ace pour, but also the head on that is exactly what you want in the Pilsner. That big fluffy nice, thing yeah. up top. That's beautiful. There we very go. Good. Fractions and decimals. Elementary, very good. Well, I want to see what you have for us today, Beer Wander. Well, um, here's the thing. I, uh, you know, I, I was thinking uh, how lovely it is, and and I am this week coming to a. a I, 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 we, it's so lucky that we've got people who like like to give us beer to talk about on the podcast. So today, I am excited to be repping a sponsored pour. I know that. That's from Minnesota. It is from Minnesota. Exactly. An, uh, an interesting week to be drinking a beer uh, from Minnesota, um, given what's happening. But uh, this is our Fair State Co-op uh, Party Forward IPA. 
um, which I am excited about. It is a six percenter, so it's kind of a bold one, but um, it is an IPA brewed with wheat, oats, and citra hops. They describe it as super fruity, soft, and tropical. Excellent. So excited to see how this one turns out. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Nice Excellent crack. crack. Yep. Yeah. All right. And in we go. Definite haze factor. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Pretty juicy and like yellowy citrus juice looking, but not quite like full on juice bomb. Like nice not pour. No, thank you. Not quite what I would have expected from like a sloop or something along those lines something that's like literally looks like orange juice but right but right. The, the the citrus flavors are already coming straight off the top so fair it's state. Be good. and that was came from uh that was one of our sponsored pours yeah exactly that's from right. our dear friends at astoria beer and cheese ditmars 35-11 ditmars and there we Queens. go there we go cut it in <laughs> all right <laughs> for those of you who can't see what we're seeing the belgian blonde just had a furry beer drinker come straight across uh their camera very exciting yes. Yes, that was Magpie. Cats love keyboards, yes. <laughs> Magpie is also from the Bronx. Oh, there you go. Well, interestingly <laughs> enough, I also have a Minnesota beer. Oh, uh, hello. This is one It has a little bit to do with the fact that this is one that uh, Huck has been asking me about a lot. Also, though, Belgian Blonde, last time you were here, we spent a lot of time talking about coffee. So I have yeah. from Surly Brewing in Minnesota. Oh, right. It is the Brown Ale Coffee Bender. Wow. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that and just appeals to me for sure. That is yeah. a brown ale with coffee added. I think it's about Incredible. a five and a half percent of there. Yeah, but let's get it open. Does it say much caffeine? Something like that? You know, I don't. I don't know if it does. I. Um, I don't know what if the any- current rules are on that. Oh, um, but that one pours so dark. Oh, it's almost like a, a chocolatey color. I think the caffeine in beer in coffee beers is negligible. Although I know yeah. people that are do get affected by it. Mm-hmm. That's a good looking brown. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's really that, beautiful color. You could see the brown color. It doesn't look like a stout. It looks like a brown ale. Yeah, a mm-hmm. nice golden head there. Oh, it's got a lovely coffee nose too. Oh, I bet it mm. does. I All right, everyone, does. raise a glass. Excellent. Oh. Put that in front of your. Yeah, sorry. There we go. A little, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, BB, uh, BBL, hide your identity there. Yeah, there we go. All right. Cheers. Launch it. Cheers, etc. Cheers, everyone. Salud. Cheers. Oh, that's really nice. Oh yeah, tell us more. Um, you wanna, unless you want more time, take some more. No, time. No, no. It's it's it. The thing is, it's 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 very much a brown and very much a coffee brown. Uh, at some point, it like it almost the the, the tastes together almost. I, I may be misidentifying this, but it's almost mm-hmm. like a brown sugar kind of a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, it's 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 got a a nice. I would say it's a medium plus bodied. Mm. Meaning it's not like, you know, a big, thick imperial kind of a thing, but it also yeah. is, uh, it's not shy. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I'd say that same, I'd put that same uh, thing behind this imperial pilsner. You could t- it tastes like a pilsner, you know, easy drinking, but it does have a little more, mm, a little more uh, bite on the, on, on the, on the finish. Yeah. You know, a little more tingling uh, uh, bitterness on the finish. And it's just, you can tell it's just a little stronger, uh, but it's nice. It's got a nice drinking beer. Very um, hearty. I'm loving the tangerine in my Alexa. It's one of my favorite fruits, and mm. I taste it when I sip it, but also afterwards, it, it lingers for a little bit. So I'm enjoying. Right. Yeah, and um, I am I am in love with this beer. Oh um, boy! I am very much. In, oh my goodness! It's um, 
I definitely get the wheat adjunct. So there's like a there's like a oh, oh, a crackeriness, lightness, weediness to it that's just beautiful. Um, but it's super fruity. The citra is like very much on the nose. It's got that like sweet, juicy thing. And it's at six percent. It's going down way too easy. I'm mm. I'm nervous about what's going to happen. I could drink this like water. This is like a wow. delicious summertime beer, helping us get into those future summer months. I'm um. I'll I'll, I'll have another, please. They're coming soon. Holy hopefully. smokes! Is it? What's? It? Tell me the name of it again. I know it's Fair State. It's a Party Forward IPA. It's a hazy Party boy. Forward. Um, and it's uh. I mean, it, it it's a, one of their year round beers. Um, I checked in, uh, it's, you know, but there, but the lightness of it, it's so light. And I think that has to do with wow. the wheat adjunct. That's a part of it. Yeah. Um, cause it just goes down so easy. Um, and I'm the oats, the oats to kind of give it a little bit of that base note, but like the wheat really just really mm. makes it light. And, oh, very happy. Wow. This is very beer happy. Beer wonder. Beer wonder is found. <laughs> what is it? It's found your beer. Wow. This is mm-hmm. a, and yeah, luckily it is a year round. You can find it again. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we we talked about this one uh, when Rick White was on, uh, but uh, it bears mentioning again. Fair State is a, an employee owned co op. Yeah, that's right. Very, very they're, they're, that they're a really interesting and, and cool group. As I sort of got to chance to dig into them this week uh, a little bit more. Um, not only are they employee owned and do they really take care of their their folks, but also a large percentage goes to different causes. Um, and so each year they specify sort of three causes throughout the year that they're focused on. And uh, this year, a major cause, of course, has been um, uh, racial justice and social mm. justice and, and many of the things that the state of Minnesota right. has been directly dealing with, as has the rest of the country. Um, but one of the other areas where they've really taken a strong stance this year is uh, climate and climate change uh, and ways that we can be a little bit more sustainable in our in our process. But directing that back to the idea of where climate can connect up with justice. So the idea of climate justice. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool to see them making that a financial contribution that the that the brewery is doing and using beer to support those causes uh, as we've seen a lot of other breweries do recently Nito, and the name is a is a play on the minnesota state fair i believe yes yes it's one of those things like i've had a couple of these lately where uh just tonight they had a jeopardy question and i knew the answer uh how long is a is a fortnight and it's it's fourteen days. It's yeah, two mm. weeks. But yeah. I always thought I always thought it was at two weeks, and it's called Fortnite. Fourteen days. Oh. I just got that today. Oh. I don't think I ever got that before. Oh. I, th- I think when I was watching Jeopardy tonight, I stumbled over the fact that I forget all the time how many years a score is. Just twenty years, right? Twenty years, yeah. Yeah, twenty years. Who's yeah, so the, where's the where's the connection? Oh, the clue. The clue was score uh, and twenty. The yeah. clue was was uh, this this uh, this uh, a villain from a th- uh, movie uh, with with five score plus one in the title. It was one hundred one Dalmatians. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I who's, wasn't very good on the question. Who is hosting tonight. right now? It's I don't not, want to talk about it. it. Yeah, we shouldn't give him any. Okay, okay. I couldn't. I, I knew it wasn't uh, uh, Jennings. He's he's done for the moment. I think yes. It, it's it's Doctor Somebody, a famous oh, TV. Yeah. Oh, it's that and one. It's, okay, it's not yeah. Doctor Phil. Uh, okay, oh. I'm just trying to get through them. I have a backlog, so I'm trying to burn through them. He, oh. he has he has. He's weird, being that he is a you know put, puts himself forward as a doctor because he he seems like a jock in a suit. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, <laughs> that, that one. kind oh, of energy oh, with oh. him. Yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. that that makes me. I'm gonna have to skip a couple of weeks then. I think it's fun to kind of <laughs> hate watch him a little bit, but yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, well, you say the Minnesota State Fair, Huck, and uh, yeah. as someone who grew up in the state of Minnesota, you know, the Minnesota State Fair is—they call it the Great Minnesota Get Together—and it truly is uh, sort of a, an, an event that that people go to. I mean. Uh, from all around the state and even within the cities where I grew up in the suburban areas as well, people sort of come in for, for this specific very like come together, eat corn dogs, drink milk out of a giant tanker, um, go on the midway, play games, you know, all that stuff. I, I grew up going every single year and I still know Minnesota expats who will go back to the right. Twin Cities during the state fair, which is the 10 days preceding Labor Day, um, to attend. It's that big of a thing. So uh, it is representative of a lot of like Minnesota culture. And they um, deep fry. There's like, you got to deep everything. fry everything. Literally everything. <laughs> I've had, I've had, I mean, they were the first ones to do Twinkies, I think. Yeah. Um, but then Oreos. Um, pickles. Pickles. Alligator. Um, uh, ice I've cream. Heard, I've heard deep, you have like, they will actually do a deep fried stick of butter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember the year that came out. It was good. And, and I don't know if this is, I, I don't know if this is specific, if there's are there any of these that are specific to Minnesota, because I fear that, figure this is just like, it's a part of state fair culture. I, I think Minnesota, I, I mean, I don't mean Did to- they to, pioneer to, it, do you think? They, they, well, I mean, when things started getting deep fried, I think we may have been an early, an early attempt at some of the weird stuff, because you can get away with a lot of the Minnesota State Fair in that realm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if other states were helping us with that. Well, if you're um, going to get a letter from someone from Iowa saying, no, exactly. Iowa State Fair. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. The, the New York State Fair, I have been, it is not the same. Yeah. Well, I think that- I think most people understand state fair people understand that Minnesota is like the, the, the apex. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think, I mean, like going to my undergrad in Colorado, their state fair too, which is like nothing I'd ever seen before. I mean, you get out West and they're just a whole different ball game. Get big. Yeah. Yeah. Now don't they have a, a a cow sculpture made out of butter, like a full size cow Uh, cows. um, The, 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 I think it's something K of the Milky way is, is the like, queen of the fair or the, right. the, the the winner of the fair and you get i think some scholarship money but you also get your head sculpted out of butter and then you get to take it home with you <laughs> um what are you gonna do with all that butter i well i'm sure i'm sure we could figure something out but (laughs) there were always thought pieces in the newspaper about like how to preserve butter for long periods of time around the state fair probably (laughs) to help out these poor people who now had their heads sculpted in butter or some cow that won and now is going home full-sized with like itself in butter there's a great bizarre foods about it uh Andrew Zimmern, who who spent a lot of time in Minnesota, he's a New York guy, but he he's also a Minnesota guy, and and he did a whole episode. He lives there at the State Fair. Yeah, he lives there mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a really good episode. And they talk about the cookies too. There's like some special cookies. Oh yeah, sweet Martha's. chocolate chip cookie, sweet Martha's. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Tom Thumb Donuts. As much as you can drink milk out of the tanker. Man, we should I, go when it op- when it reopens. Apparently for for COVID safety, because my my family still lives in the great state of Minnesota. Um, and they did a drive-through of all the food booths. Oh, so you they? would you would drive up and then you would go through and all the food booth that you I think it was either tickets or something, but they didn't want you exchanging cash kind of thing. And so you would just drive through and all your favorites were there and they would like hand you whatever it was that they would have served you on site. So the corn and the all the all the stuff was there. Right. My folks said they had a really good time. So 
Yeah, I feel I've well, been to good. like one or two of those in my life. I uh, David Foster Wallace, I think, had a really good piece on uh, experiencing a state fair. Kettle corn. I'd never had kettle corn until I went to one. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I mean, corn dogs. I feel are associated with state fairs. Mm. May not be the only place where where I've had them, but it might have been a state fair where I had that for the first time. That no, or I, a beach side, I feel like, is the other place I think of. Like you go dogs? down to yeah, yeah, go down to the the seaside and you can get them there. I'm sorry, Captain, you were gonna talk. about Oh, I was gonna say, I I will admit, I don't know much about Surly Brewing. That's that's one thing I, I did not go and do a lot of research on this. Uh, aside from that, they're also from Minnesota. This is one that I ordered from Tap Room. Uh, we've talked about them right. before. Now, early in the all the proceedings, uh, Belgian Blonde, you uh, you were you were one of the early proponents of Drizzly. The, yeah. Uh, the the, the liquor delivery, oh, the alcohol service. delivery, yeah, yeah, and I think that that there's some cross pollination between the groups if they're not outright outright owned by the same people. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when I see okay. stuff on Tap Room, they say some of this is also offered on Drizzly. Uh, oh, tap Tap Room is just beer, um, and they have some really interesting stuff. I uh, some of the stuff is stuff I can find locally, so I don't get it from them. But I, I that's why I specifically get stuff from like, uh, you know, I think I got one from Virginia and one from. Uh, and this one from, from Minnesota, I think I got, there was, there was something I got from North Carolina as well. So a lot of really good stuff on there. Nice. Yeah. I used Drizzly a lot, especially at the the beginning of the pandemic when I didn't want to leave my apartment except to walk my dogs. Um, and now it's so great. I mean, Ethan really, or, uh, the beer wonder really turned me on to all these breweries that are delivering. Yeah. Yeah your door which has been awesome and and for for gifts and for all these different things i've been using that a lot too that's great did you see um belgian blonde that uh our friends at new york city uh brewers guild put out another box for their for new york city beer week i did not they were sold out the last time i checked i know they they've been going so fast um but but i'm excited that that's become a part of what i hope sticks around in beer culture after we're you know all out and about doing stuff yeah absolutely yeah, I don't know what I'm. I mean, if we do go back to like going out again, do, do I do I do I not have to collect as many cans? In my fridge. I think that I probably. I don't know. Well, that's because I like to drink at, at at breweries and bars, or used mm-hmm. to anyway. Yeah, drinking draft I, beer. I think I will probably have less of that less of that on hand at home. Yeah. I mean, I'll start probably still uh, be stocking the cellar for when we can all hang out here for that. And again, that's right. Yeah. So we can have parties. Well, I was uh, going to say, you know, as, as it stands now, the, the way that people seem to be congregating, of course, is like vaccinated people in a home together, which means that cans are a necessity. And also, I feel like whenever I travel to a brewery, like if I go up to Hudson Valley or somewhere, I'm not going to leave empty handed. I'm going to bring home something that yeah. I that is very true. One thing I'm looking forward to doing more of that, like less cans and more growlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that is is back in a big way, because uh, you know we talk a lot about the whole reduce, reuse, recycle. We've kind of moved away from reuse uh, this last year, or just not not moved away from it, but we definitely put a lot of what we used to do with the reuse thing on pause. Well, we've been forced away from it. Yeah, yeah it's true. I, we, I, we by out of necessity. Yeah. Um, but I remember uh, a couple of years back when I, uh, I, I took, uh, it was with the Belgian babe at uh, taking our tour of the Stout's Brewery mm-hmm. um, and Ed Stout being a little sort of, he was, he was saying uh, reduce and reuse were the most important things of that, that triad. <laughs> and, and, and I remember after that really thinking when I got back, 
there were, there were a lot more places in my neighborhood where I could get growlers. And I sort of like would always put a premium on, yes, I will get something that if I can only get in a can or in a, but I'll get, I'll get growlers to, to fill whatever I have in my refrigerator. Well, it sounds like a lot of breweries are reusing in a lot of ways, um, kind of contributing to the circular economy model, um, reusing a lot of their waste products to make some really cool things. And that, that seems like a very good segue to uh, you. Had, that, that is something that you wanted to talk about this week, isn't it, uh, Belgian Blonde? I did. Well, uh, I was inspired last time when we were talking about bird-friendly coffee and thinking about, oh. Oh, and before we fully get into that topic, I want to thank you for that because I ordered a five-pound bag from Birds and Beans. Oh, and I'm awesome. still working my way through a Scarlet Tanager uh, Dark Roast. Uh, it's, 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 uh, and one of the, if, if anyone orders from birds and beans, I would say go for subscription because you don't have to commit <laughs> because yeah. not, not that you should not order from them again. But the thing is, if you, if you say, Oh, send me a five pound bag every 12 weeks in five weeks or in 10 weeks, you can say, nah, cancel that for now. So even if you just want to order something different, you have to do that. But the reason you should do that is because shipping is only $5 if you're a subscriber uh, as opposed to just ten dollars, if you order. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've. A lot of people have said I love birds and beans. This blend, this blend. Some people really like the early bird blend on Amazon, which is free shipping too if you're a Prime member. There's a lot of different, and I think it's becoming more popular. So hopefully, there's a lot more. I, I ordered this one directly from the Birds and Beans website. Oh, great! Yeah, Birds and Beans is great. They're wonderful, absolutely. And hopefully, and breweries could use it in their coffee stouts, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> they absolutely should. Do you know where they're where they're based? Birds and Beans. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Massachusetts. Yeah, I think they're Boston, if I'm not mistaken. Of yeah. yeah, but one of but they definitely have a New York connection because I believe uh, someone, the owner's daughter, lives on Staten Island. Actually, okay. oh, so she's <laughs> one of the good so, ones. So we need to get, we need to get an apology beer for next week. That she's one of the good girls. I make no apologies. There's too many shitty people on Staten Island for me to make apologies, but there are plenty of wonderful people. Well, we clearly there's some good ones too. There, and, yes. they, and they yes. make, they do have a few good breweries as well. Yes. I will point that out. Captain and, has and, and spent I, some time out there. And so, I would uh, say all my, all, all of the good ones that I'm speaking of in Staten Island would agree with me that there's a lot of shitty people there. <laughs> oh man. I've been but, to many libraries in Staten Island myself. Yes. Yes. Very much so. No explanation there. Just, well, just that I've done it. But anyways, no. Detroit. So what, what? What you were saying before Belgian Blonde about? Please. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I just it's been so cool hearing stories of different breweries around the country that are doing more sustainable things. Um, Ethan was talking before about climate change. You know, it's such a hot topic right now, um, which is amazing because it wasn't talked about very much before. I've had a lot of youth applying for my programs they're like what's and i've asked them what's an issue they care about and they're like climate change climate change they've never said that before um and so i was really interested to see what some of the breweries around the country were doing that was sustainable that was green that was helping um to combat the climate crisis or to contribute to a circular economy and not have so much waste uh and i and i as you know, I went to my undergraduate in Colorado, so I love my Colorado breweries. Um, and I, I came across an article about Upslope Brewing, which is based in Boulder. Um, and they're teaming up with local startups, with ink companies and an algae company, and they're taking their waste, their CO2, their spent grain, their rinse water, um, and they're making 100% biodegradable ink with all of their waste. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's really cool. And then they're using that ink to print their menus in their brewery. (laughs) A full circle. And I was like, this is really cool. I mean, people could use bird-friendly coffee. They can do these like crazy things with their their waste and and um it was just awesome because we know so many of them are, are small businesses and they really care about this stuff and i think i think if, i think we'll find tons of stories like that yeah i hope so yeah well, well one thing i i remember um belgian blonde when when you and i were working together over the summer one of the things uh you did a a, a session for a group that i was connected to and one of the things you talked about was sort of like the necessities of of what human interactions with uh with the, the the planet and one of the things you mentioned is that the alcohol industry is technically superfluous right i mean we technically don't need to be drinking beer technically but but Did beer, I say that? Uh, you were well, you know you were talking <laughs> but you were but you were talking about like you know what what are things that are that that are connected to to climate change and and, and like ways that humans impact uh the, the earth and one of the things is that yeah technically like i don't need to be drinking a beer right now um but one of the things I think that that it got me thinking about is okay, well, knowing that this is a, a pleasure for so many of us and something that we enjoy, like what are ways that uh, the brewing industry could be really conscious of that? And I feel like our mass brewers have maybe not been as conscious of that at times, oh, but no. <laughs> the way that a lot of small breweries are rooted in community, a lot of them have tried to sort of put forward a little bit of a, an interest in in connecting to that. And so you got me looking at a couple of the breweries we got here in New York, um, and it got me on a bit of a rabbit hole down the spent grain misadventure. Now you said they were making their their ink out of spent grain. Yeah, well, they're growing algae, algae, which is is the base of their the, the final product is the ink. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, well, spent grain is a huge issue in in brewing because when you brew beer, right, we 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 take all this grain and we mash it up and then we start throwing hot water into it. We just boil it, boil it, boil it. And then it moves into the, the or we, we mash it up and then we boil it. But between the mashing and the boiling process, the grain is done. There's nothing done. And the sole purpose of that is to just boil it and get sugars out of it. Right. So you've got these husks of really useful stuff that's left over. And it's truly a really wasteful thing to take all of the sugar out of the grains and just chuck it away. And so... Um, it is approximately like 85% of a brewery's waste. And I f- found out that about 42 million tons of spent grain are produced worldwide from the brewing industry. So there's a lot of potential there. And historically, it was just used as animal feed. So like yeah. you go all the way back, pigs would eat it. It's great. Cows would eat it. That's fine. But um, many businesses have started to think, realize that there's actually like good stuff in there. And so one of the, because there is still nutritional value, the only thing that's missing is the sugars. Um, and a lot of people have probably heard of regrained, which is a group that makes like power bars and snack bars out of, um, out of spent grain. And that's fantastic. But I wanted to rep for uh, uh, a group that's doing something similar in the County of Kings, where my location is that's brooklyn that is brooklyn yes thank you thank you (laughs) Um, so there's a really cool local group that i've actually had a chance to interact with called rise projects created by a woman named bertha jimenez who is an ecuadorian immigrant um, who worked her way up to a phd from nyu and was interested in sustainability and what we could do food wise and she actually realized that as beer was becoming a thing in new york city she was like there's an opportunity there so she went to our buddies at Greenpoint, which I noticed we actually haven't had a beer from. So we just put them on the really? list. Really? All right. Well, we'll, 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 yes, we'll, yeah. we'll, they're, on a, they're on a must to do list. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they re- she realized that the problem was grain. And so they would 
take the spent grain, grind it up, and they've been using it as flour in order to um, make bread. So they started selling it to different restaurants here in New York, but it's actually become kind of an international thing. And it creates sort of a nutty quality. It's kind of got like a brown rice feel to it. It's also got a third of the carbs, two times the protein, and 12 times the fiber. So rock on. Um, and awesome. while they're, they're great, like little local places you can get them, uh, uh, Rise has actually got their own mixes that you can do at home. They uh, were, before the pandemic at least, selling packaged brownies that were exceptional, mm. like truly wonderful. Um, but if you're homebound today, if you check out their website, um, you can get all sorts of uh, great, um, great like make it home brownies and, and, and their own flour that they do there. And uh, groups like KCBC and Six Point and Threes and Craig and Lantern, all groups that we love are actually you know, connected with them. So nice. Yeah. That's so cool. It's like the the most Brooklyn thing ever, right? Sorry. Sorry. Everyone's been making bread during the pandemic. I mean, Cider Girl has been baking up a storm. Like it seems like a great thing for people to know about. Yeah. Bread is back. That's interesting that uh, that segues into what I was looking at. If you don't, if you're, if that's. Oh yeah, no. I'm excited. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I I was at Whole Foods and they had a, uh, maybe you've seen this yourselves, toast ale. Oh Yeah. And I, 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 I haven't had it. I, I didn't buy it, you know, because of my beer snobbery. Um, but <laughs> now that I look at them, it's actually, a, it started as a British company. And what they did was they, they noticed there was, a, and this is a, ties into what you were saying. There's a lot of waste in bread making. Mm. A lot of bread, because it was a lot of food waste in, the, in, the, in, uh, in general is bread because, it, you know, it goes bad. Uh, it all, it's got a shelf life, a short shelf life. So a lot of this bread doesn't get used and a lot of ends of, of breads don't get used uh, because you want your sandwich bread to have the, the slice quality, right? So this guy decided that he would take the, he partnered with a couple of bakeries and he got all this bread and he made it part of the grain bill. Oh, right? cool. So instead of, he made it a third of the grain bill was this uh, uh, processed bread. And so it added, uh, you know, uh, the same kind of quality. You got the, sh- the sugars in the in the grains already in the bread. So uh, it was like with two thirds barley and then one third of uh, reused bread. And they've actually they've made this toast ale and it was very successful in the UK. And you also can go and get their homebrew recipe and do oh, it yourself. Cool. Mm, and cool. they've they've uh, saved over two million slices of bread wow. si- <laughs> since they started. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a, a small thing compared to what the waste that uh, you're talking about with the end of the brewing process. But at the beginning of the brewing process, it's kind of circular, right? Yeah. Uh, so saving the bread to become beer and then at the end, take that beer to become bread. So I love that idea. And, you know, more companies need to really think this way. But, of course, we're not ruled by environmental rules. We're ruled by the dollar and capitalism. So it's hard to get companies to commit to this sort of thing until it's too late. But, uh, you know, I, I like this. Now I saw the toast in whole foods, like I said, but it seems like, uh, they were brewing here in New York in 2017 with Chelsea brewing Mm -hmm. and Chelsea's, uh, gone under. Right. So I think toast is no longer made in the U S uh, I don't have definitive evidence of that, but I don't have any evidence that it exists in the u.s unfortunately uh so that's you know another part of the problem is you know that we don't we don't invest enough of ourselves into uh trying to uh, come up with solutions but 
you know, hopefully it'll come back again. I know it's in other countries. They've, they've done it in, in Brazil. And that's this, just this idea is starting to spread a little more of reusing uh, the grain. So, And it really does seem like it's the small breweries, um, you know, these small businesses that are, they're leading the, the charge here. Um, mm. Fortunately are the most vulnerable to going out of business, right. but it's, it's so great that they're doing it. Imagine if a large scale brewery took on something like this and started being sustainable or, or, or following the circular economy model. Um, how much of an impact that would have, you know, it's these, it's so cool to see these small and it could be anything. It could be the food they're serving in the brewery, everything. There's so many opportunities to be sustainable. And, and I've been to some breweries with amazing, like farm to table, all these ways they've been, they've been sustainable. It's so impressive. And, and that, that I think goes right into the, something that I was reading about uh, is that the reason there, one of the reasons there's been such an explosion in New York over the last less than decade uh, is because of the farm brewery law. Okay, so oh, I can yeah. see that Beer Wonder knows about this, and Huck, you, you, you're familiar with it a little bit as well. A little bit, but not but, enough. So, but tell so the people I, at home. So I no, I, no, no I, yeah, yes, but I'm because I, I did some research into it, uh, and this was enacted in 2012, end okay. of 2012, starting in 2013. Um, now, Huck, I, you, you mentioned something a while back about that said didn't you say like something like 90 percent of hops were made in the pacific northwest right right when was that when was that number i mean when did do you know when where those figures came from what year they i do don't you, know i'll tell you recall. why and i'll tell you why i'm asking please it's because apparently 90 percent of them came from new york state in the mid 1800s uh-huh uh then, then once prohibition hit, and then there was also some kind of weird fungus thing that happened, and that by the time all that was over, New York was just not even into that anymore. So it all started up in the, in the Northeast. So in 2012, partly inspired by a similar law that happened for wineries in the 70s, hmm. um, who think you'd, you'd hear something good about Cuomo right now? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, but, he just passed. A, he signed the marijuana legalization. So, but right when he started. Uh, they passed the farm brewery law. And right. what that said is that anyone uh, in New York, any New York brewery, if they're willing to use at least 20% local product, mm. you're a farm brewery. Okay. Uh, and one of the incentives for that was that being able to serve beer by the glass in your brewery uh, was, was that's just, it, it, it comes with the license. So that you don't have to go through every, so once you're, when you're doing that, the reason it was only 20% was because hops had gone so out of fashion. So they needed a, a, a groundswell of time for, to, to create a bigger demand. So yeah. once, so a whole yeah. lot of breweries from what I've read, and this is, this is, I, 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 I drove myself crazy trying to find a specific number and a specific list. I couldn't, uh, but there's about 400 breweries in New York state. And it's estimated yeah. that about half of them operate under the farm brewery law. Uh, that's good. And when yeah, I say, and, and I should say the the reason I mentioned that thing about that twenty percent number is because it's not that's not fixed. That's mm. what it was for the first five years, uh -huh. and then it jumped up. I think it's at about sixty percent now. Wow. Um, and uh, and by twenty twenty four to have a farm brewery license, you have to uh, you have to have, it's going to be ninety percent. Oh, so wow, the idea incredible. is that by, awesome. by yeah. moving it up and up, then people will have plenty of time to grow more hops so breweries can get that. And not just hops, uh, but it's, it's, it's many other things um, 
what's interesting is because when you when you hear the term farm brewery you think about a brewery that's on a farm like we were talking about with blackberry farms in tennessee but this is this is specifically breweries many in urban centers which are working with local farms um Big Alice is one, I believe. Big Alice is the one that I want to focus on right now. There you go. Uh, Because I was, I was that that was the one. I I reached out to some some of our social media followers, and they mentioned that. And I looked into it, and I found this great article from last November that that specified. You guys were talking a lot about the various breweries that were um, the 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 way they were working with other other local people. So Big Alice not only worked with local farms. But there's a native native roasters is is a is a great mm-hmm. one which uh it's I mean, it's amazing because I, I, I you can't actually they don't have a physical location that you can go to you can only get their stuff delivered I guess they work with a lot of merchants supplying their their stuff also uh, the uh, Wilk Apiary um where they they get their honey, honey. from there oh, uh, cool. and in fact the guy who owns the place has he's he's himself donned one of those suits to go in and help get honey to put in their beer um, and the one that Oh, this oh, this is just un, this is not really part of the topic, but I just want to say it because I think it's interesting. <laughs> the reason Big Alice is called Big Alice is is because it's near the Ravenswood power plant, uh, and the uh, and, and that was that was known as Big Alice, spelled Big A L L I S. They would just refer to it as that. They used a different spelling to include Long Island City in the title, and that's why right. it's called Big Alice. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. And and the other one that I thought was fascinating, it's well, it's amazing because this is my neighborhood, and I'm reading about businesses I've never even heard of. Uh, they worked with Hellgate Farm to to get their jalapeno peppers. They've got the honey at Wilk Apiary, uh, Fix Brothers Fruit Farm in the Hudson Valley. Um, but one that I found, gotta find this now. It's I think it's called the the Phoenix Bakehouse. Hmm. Um, and what they do is you were talking about the spent grain. This, right. this is a company, another one, they don't have a physical store you can go to, but they, they're like farmer's markets things, or they'll set up a booth in, uh, in Astoria Park, uh, where they were, they were specifically, they've given some of their spent grains to them to make sourdough bread, and then you can go buy it from them there. Oh, and I, there you go. I never, nice. heard, the only way you can actually find That's out great. how to get it is to join their uh, email list, <laughs> which I did this week. I, I, I friended them with, from the, not friended, uh, what do you call it, followed. Followed them on uh, Instagram with our Beer Avengers feed, um, so I'm I'm hoping to hoping to get some of that soon. Um, oh, and this was a really fascinating one to me, uh, where we're talking about multiple uses and the and the closed circle. Uh, so there was one instance where Big Alice uh, got some rum barrels from Long Island Spirits <laughs> to age some of their beer. After that, they passed those barrels on to native coffee roasters to age their coffee beans. Ooh. And when the barrels were returned to them, Big Alice used them to age the stout, which then, of course, took on overtones of rum, oak, and coffee. And That's then awesome. they returned them back to Long Island Spirits, which used them to age bourbon. Wow. So wow. just all these incredible multiple uses, which I just think is is amazing. So there are things happening out there. Yeah, yeah I want to try that beer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bourbon. I want to try that bourbon. <laughs> Sorry. When, when you when you gave us this, uh, I want to try both of them. Uh, when you gave us <laughs> right. this this assignment, uh, Belgian Blonde, I was a little concerned just because there's been so much focus on, rightfully so, on social justice this past year, mm-hmm. and we've talked about that a lot between the Black is Beautiful beer, the Curtain Up beer, the what's the Breathing Conversations? Was that one of them as well? Finn back did, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. all these various things, and 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 breweries are so focused on this one. And that's what 
a lot of the media is focused on as well. So when I first started trying to look up stories, there's not a lot of media reportage in the last year about things that are focused on environmental issues. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure that's a hundred percent true. Well, maybe because, I used the wrong search terms. Well, no, I, I think, I think that climate change, especially in the new administration has had, has gotten a ton more. I mean, for me, it's the first time I've ever seen it become so mainstream and so many people talking about it. And you have Greta Thunberg. I mean, that's been a huge thing, but, but to Ethan's point, climate change and, and racial justice are very much intertwined. Yep. Even if we look at our, our own city, the neighborhoods that are affected the most by air pollution and asthma um, are, are often neighborhoods, um, are, are diverse neighborhoods and, and, and places that, you know, that, that need an advocate and, and to fight for this. So I don't think that they're that unrelated. And, and we're talking about using- Very related, yeah. Very related. And when we're talking about usual, using local products, I mean, we're- so happy they're supporting small farms and and more environmental but you're also talking about not shipping across the world or mm-hmm. the world or smaller across carbon the footprint sure yeah much smaller carbon footprint and so everything kind of connects to each other and so you know everybody's supporting everybody i think yeah and that's something with craft beer that they do uh right is that is that is er- everything is local sometimes to the point of annoyance like I, <laughs> yes, it's hard sorry. for me to get new jersey beers yeah. so but i can definitely get ones in new york and and you know uh you don't need to get from from other places and we should have that with food too but oh the, and, the, and this is one figure i, I was i was getting towards i don't think i did i did mention the reason i asked you what the percentages were was because when this bill was passed in 2012 and enacted in 2013 uh, there were approximately uh, 100 uh, acres in New York State dedicated to growing hops. Okay. That's quadrupled. Mm. Oh, great. Oh, as, wow. of, as of the time this article I was looking at was written in 2019, so it might be even higher now. But That's as of 2019, news. between 2013 and 2019, it went from 100 acres to 400 acres. Wow. So that, that says to me that if you're drinking a hopped beer in New York State that was brewed in New York State, there's a very good chance it has New York hops. And even if even if uh, the the Pacific Northwest has the rest of the country, they're probably still close to ninety percent. But right. but the chances are very much higher that if you're drinking a local beer in New York, it's there's New York hops in it. Yes, I know a lot of hops are coming uh, not just from the Northwest, but we're getting a lot of European hops because yeah. like to make a pilsner to make a, the traditional Czech hops. Right. We get a lot of those imported, and also with the with these hazy haze bombs. A lot of that stuff's coming from down under, like down in Australia and oh, yeah. New Zealand. We're getting, and they're great hops. I mean, <laughs> you can't argue with the quality of the hops, but they they do travel a long way to get to New York and to Boston and to Michigan and wherever else. Yeah, but like if you ever see the word Nelson, those are uh, New Zealand hops. That's right. So. Oh, Nelson. Oh, Nelson. Well, luckily, local people are celebrating their local breweries, too, and, and giving a huge amount of support. I mean, I turn to you guys like, oh, you know, you know, so many breweries across the city. There's so many I haven't even been to yet um, and want to explore, which is so cool. It, it, one, one interesting thing is we've expanded our guest uh, range towards people across the country. Local doesn't just mean New York. We're, we're looking at local localities everywhere. Yeah, of course. So yeah. even though yeah. our beers tonight came from Minnesota... They're they're local to them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Although I think in Minnesota they're probably shipping in hops from other places. 
I, I can't imagine that's well, a great yeah, time because they, probably because they don't have such a great law like this, and maybe it's not very good soil to 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 make, grow hops in. I don't know. <laughs> I had a professor in college, as I told you last time, they started their own brewery, and they 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 brewed their own beer, but would take beers from local breweries. But if if a big mm. a big beer company that sometimes claimed to have tapped the Rockies would knock on their door, they would tell them to go away. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. If, if you'll excuse me for just a moment, I think I have to take a, a trip to a special place. Oh, is that right? A, a very special place? A very, with... very special place. It's, 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 it's gotten a lot of influx, so I really need to tend to some of the things there. So I'll be back I in think I know where right a going. moment, right after I go to the... Uh, Going to the captain's cellar, yeah. Come high water or hell, yeah. It's filled with stouts and porters, made with bricks and mortars. Going to the captain's cellar, yeah. 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 Oh, That's that was, right. Oh, I, that I, was I, a hot one tonight, huh? You gave me exactly the right amount of time for this one. Uh, the Captain Seller has uh, gone through an interesting transition this week because I just got a big shipment in from Tavor, uh, oh. which I've talked about a lot. Uh, I've gotten a lot of local beer from all over the country. Um, and you can see pictures of that on our Instagram. And I even uh, did an unboxing video earlier today. Yeah, check it out, people. It should, with it where I chose a, chose a filter where I look kind of like, uh, like Hunter S. Thompson in the jungle. <laughs> Just need that cigarette holder. Yeah, exactly. I didn't didn't have one of those with me, but it was actually much more comfortable than wearing that Mardi Gras mask I did the last uh, unboxing yeah. video. I did it makes it a lot easier to read the manifest of the uh, of the beers that I'm pulling out of the the boxes. Um, and so when I went to to take some of the ones out to make room for the new ones, there was one I noticed. It was not not everything I have in there is from is from Tavor. Hmm. Uh, some are ones I I just get because they're special and I put them there for a while. And one was from my trip last summer to uh, to Evil Twin. Oh, now we've talked a lot about uh, Evil Twin and their various uh, how to get the beers from there. And we're we've fans. Talked, we are very we are big fans. We've also talked about how their delivery fees are too expensive. <laughs> uh, but we we have not also talked about how they will only deliver cans. Oh, uh huh. If you want a bottle, you have to go there. They will okay. do bottles to go. And so when I was there, I got a bottle of the Evil Twin Westbrook collaboration. Ooh. No. OFYMD. Oh my. Maple bourbon barrel aged Imperial Maple Stout. Oh Beautiful. my oh. goodness. You're gonna open that? I'm <laughs> so gonna jealous. Open it. And I will I will also say that wow. it took a while to figure out what that stood for. Because yeah. they're very coy about it on the website, and you can't find like other places about. Oh well, if you don't know, you should know, or something. You know, right. some bullshit like that. Uh, so I believe that what that stands for is, oh fuck yeah, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably definitely, not wrong. Definitely, oh fuck yeah. I've seen a few other versions of it, but I think the original one is, oh fuck yeah, my dude. <laughs> so this is apparently the the original. Oh fuck yeah, my dude! Uh, uh, Stout was the deal. Is it's uh, it's uh, this has maple and it's aged in bourbon barrels. But the original one is like it's like a pina colada stout. Ooh, we we, we don't hear about many of those. So it's got like apparently not. got like pineapple and coconut. And uh, I will. Oh, I'm I will, so jealous! I'd love to wow. taste that. I will. I will. I will. I will find the 
Peanut butter salad almost sounds like they're fighting against each other. Like it I can't like wait. a twelve percenter. Also, I realized I, uh, I can't remember. Westbrook is in South Carolina, right? I believe so. So that makes this our first South Carolina beer. Whoa! But also, it might play into the uh, our trying to up our Connecticut beers too. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it is twelve percent. It's I mean, it's twelve percent, but it also is made at twelve percent. So it was brewed in in, in Connecticut. Uh, probably, yeah. It, 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 we'll it, pour or, first, or then we'll figure just, it out. Well, it's a, <laughs> but priorities. Also, I think also twelve percent has a, a presence in Brooklyn too, because this says distributed by twelve percent in Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, so okay. Here we go. I, I mean, that's exactly what you want that beer to be. Uh-huh. Like motor oil, completely dark. It doesn't. It that 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 first one was at no head. There is absolutely no head. Oh, there it comes. There it comes. Oh, there it comes. Okay, yeah. just the tiniest bit. Yeah. It tried real hard. The alcohol really fought it, but it tried it, and it made it. Westbrook is in South Carolina. Yeah. Now they're known for the Mexican cake and the mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Mexican and Mexican other stouts like that. Yeah. Okay. the The maple is fighting everything else in it. Really? Well, I mean, I'm saying the maple and the booziness is like there. It's like I just like got like just a hint of the pineapple. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm sure as I drink more of it, the more flavors will express themselves. You got to let it warm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like maple must be a hard thing to brew with because it really just wants to take over everything that it touches. It's like cooking with it, right? Yeah. Like same mm-hmm. thing. But I think bourbon is a good match for it. Yes, uh, it keeps the maple from dominating too much because that's. Oh yeah, that's there too. Oh, fuck yeah, my dude. Oh, fuck yeah, my dude. <laughs> this has gotten wildly romantic. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you picked that one up. I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, I want to get that too. I think they still have some of them. Last I checked. But yeah, like well, I said, you have, to, you have to go there to get it. Yeah. Do they deliver? Well, that's what I was saying. They deliver, but they don't deliver bottles. Yeah. Oh, right. They, been, I've gotten a couple of shipments from from ETNYC, and yeah, they've been really great. Yeah, I've considered it. I was I was just saying, unfortunately, they go through UPS, and there's basically right. they basically got an eighteen dollar flat rate for everything. Yeah. And when Tap Room has such great deals, where if you order a certain amount, it's basically free. This, I mean, this Tavor crate I got in today was forty plus uh, ba- cans and bottles all together. Uh, but because they have that policy, it was $15 for the whole of them. That's from beers from all over the country. Mm. It's hard to justify an $18 fee for one place. That's a good point, though. That's a whole other way that breweries are being sustainable, right? Because they only use glass or cans. I don't know if you John Oliver, like, was it two weeks ago? Well, the plastic ago? thing they did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing. Right. You know, it's and just saying, like, we don't even recycle most of the plastic. Like it's the big oil company scam, right, that we recycle all this plastic. But using aluminum and glass is much more sustainable. Well, and he also made the larger point that a lot of it isn't our fault. Yeah, because because we don't we it's hard sometimes to tell which plastics we can and can't put in the bin. Oh, the recycling's not our fault. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, right. they, they talked about the whole wish cycling thing where, you know, yeah. people put I umbrellas totally in wish there. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I, I, I know for sure there are things I put in my recycling that I'm like, I think this fits into it. But, you know, I didn't realize like all those like reuse those like plastic salad containers Ugh. aren't they're They're not recyclable. And all the takeout during COVID. I'm like, oh, yeah. there's so much. Yeah. 
So much. I look for the one and the two now, and I'm really trying to not buy it in the first place yeah. or order. You can take your, you know, your Tupperware to a restaurant and be like, hey, can you put this in there? And yeah, with me, it's at the grocery store. I get those five ounce uh, salads all the time because I live alone. And if I get much more than that, it's not going to last. Yeah. 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 We're just, we're really hooked into etiquette, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like bringing your Tupperware to the restaurant. <laughs> what? What? You have to put it in this plastic container, wrap it in tin foil, and put it into a paper bag that goes inside a plastic bag. How dare you? And here's some more napkins and plastic silverware. Well, yeah, you're going to need at home because you don't have silverware at home. That, no. that, honestly, that's a thing that I keep, have to keep reminding myself. Don't put no plastic forks for me. I have silverware. Yeah. I'm eating it at home. Right. Uh, and they never ask. A lot of places never ask. Like I have some great taco trucks in my neighborhood, but they never ask me if I want the plastic fork. And I almost always forget to say just no, no don't, don't, don't give me that. Yeah. Someone so we've got a long way like, to go. Someone said Seamless has like a box now you can check. Like, please don't give me utensils or. Yes. Unfortunately, that means you're ordering from Seamless, which is horrible. Right. Right. (laughs) Which I I also have been trying not to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although there is there is another group here in in at least New York City uh, that is doing returnable uh, wear. I've heard them advertising on our fair public radio station and a couple other places where you can order through them just like you would any of the other apps, but they give you a return a reusable dish and then either you give it to the next delivery person or you bring it back to the location and if you don't of course they charge you for it but you know and also we're seeing a few right. apps come up that will um they they're they're much more kinder to the the small businesses right uh, yes. as far as where they're not taking they're not gouging them uh seamless that's that's my main, my main problem with seamless is i think third party things could be fine but clearly seamless and grubhub and delivery dot com are all just and probably Uber Eats um are just they're they're way taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. And there are a few small things out there. I know Slice is one that's doing a very good job of uh and there's 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 a local one in Astoria that just started which I uh which Story Beer and Cheese uh, our sponsor is participating in. Mm. Uh, um that's basically places who that are really trying to spring up to take care of our local businesses to allow this kind of curation without taking advantage of them, keeping the fees low. Well, I love what Ethan's talking about too, because it it takes you back to kind of like a better time in the olden days when they had the milk bottles arrive at your door and you bring them back to the person, you know, that full, same with clothing and all these things that we waste, you know, that's really cool that you can return your takeout dish, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Get a new one. That's awesome. Yeah, we used to get sodas when I was a kid. They had these, the soda company would bring, they'd get you a case of, of soda bottles and you'd just put each bottle back and they would come back the next time and take away the bottles and bring you new bottles. So yeah, it's not the not the craziest idea. No. Not in New York City. We're all so close, you know, to all these things. So Yeah, I think I think uh, we're going to get back into that, that, that reusing thing is, is going to take hold again. Um, it's just tricky because, uh, because, uh, you know, I, I'm talking about how, uh, we go to these, we want to support our local businesses and to be safe, many of them, the only way they were able to come back when they first started coming. Well, I mean, I know some places never closed. So a lot of places in my neighborhood did, and then they reopened right. and they felt the only thing they could do to be safe was to like, say, if you're sitting in their backyard drinking beer mm-hmm. and they're still doing it this way, 
is to have a single use plastic container for each individual beer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yep. 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 <laughs> and we had com- we had composting here at, at our place, and I know another uh, yeah. that was that was becoming a thing in the city. There are a lot of places where we're going to be doing composting, and it just completely stopped. And that's and been over a year now. They had those biodegradable beer cups for a while, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can make stuff from corn too. There's so much corn production yeah. that you can make plates and cups and and silverware that is biodegradable. But you know, I, I, it's so I, much I, easier just to make the plastic. But I don't think it's all just the easier thing. I think the whole idea is we didn't have any idea just how long this was going to last. That's true. The idea that it's so strange that this all happened right when we got the plastic bag ban in New York, in New York State. Like all of a sudden we had this plastic bag ban where everyone, and I'm still doing that. I'm still taking my cloth bags to the grocery store. And I wasn't really good about it before that, that whole thing happened. Once they said, you know, you're going to be charged for these things. Um, but uh, but I know a lot of grocery stores seem to have just I, I don't I, I don't know if people are just looking the other way. Like there are some grocery stores that are still really focusing on it, but other ones are like, yeah, here's a bag. Yeah, they're not enforcing it right now for sure. Mm-hmm. And and the plastic thing's kind of always been a conspiracy, right? Because it's made from oil, so yeah. yep. it's got some huge spending money on their back. They've got the oil companies, the lobbyists, you know, like. It's an uphill battle, but we have to remember as we slowly game, come back to normalcy that we need to keep up the good fight. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, thanks to the Beer Avengers, there's more awareness yes, out there it, now. <laughs> it, it, It'll be all because of us. And we Belgian Blonde for prompting our topic this week. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you, Belgian Blonde. No problem. My favorite topic. So what, did anybody have an interesting uh, week in beer this week? Well, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our favorites, which is Taproom, which has gone national. Um, they are now shipping to, I believe, 31 different states, if I'm not mistaken, something close to that. I saw that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so still delivering in New York, but for those of you who may be looking for more uh, local beer opportunities, uh, there are if- a great way to get uh, or, or more unique beer opportunities. They're another great opportunity to get more beers to your door from small breweries. And as we were talking about that, that is how I got that Surly Coffee Brown early mm-hmm. night from Taproom then doing some great stuff. Yeah, I'd seen a little bit of Surly in the city before the, the lockdown. We had it on tap. The Todd the Axeman was an IPA. and I have not uh, seen that one. A couple of other ones. I saw it on tap. I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I've seen them in cans. Now, we, uh, uh, the Belgian Blonde and I, did a little beer venging over the weekend. Ooh, we did very exciting. In-person yes. beer venging. We are uh, vaccinated, beer vaccinated people along with the lager lass and... Uh, and uh, what's that other woman's name? Uh, Cider Girl. Cider Girl. Yes, Who's that one. Who's the Lager Lass? Lager, the, uh. lager, well, the Lager Lass is the Lager Lass. The Lager Lass lives with... Uh, um, oh, lives with the Belgian the Blonde. The Belgian Blonde. So. Okay. Yeah. My roommate, yes. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll reveal her real name when the show's over. On a future episode. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I've met her. I didn't realize she'd oh, been officially okay. named. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. named her a few months ago, yeah. She studies coyote poop. I mean, it's, it's entirely possible that you named her near the end of the episode. And, you know, this is the sort of thing that happens near the end of the episode. So, Oh, fuck. Yeah, my dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah, my dude. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't had a second pour yet, huh? That should be a that should be a, uh, a soundbite. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, my dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah, my dude. <laughs> we may have named her on Sunday. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't. Uh, I think I'm OK. Uh. 
Oh, geez. I just, I just, just, just silenced the whole room. Well, shock. Well, but you guys were revenging together. Um, what did you yeah. have any notable? I gotta beverage? tell you, we did have a very notable. Well, yeah, we, did. we had one beverage that that dirtied the glasses, so we. <laughs> Once you go from coyote poop to dirty in glasses, I get. I'm hoping it was fruit. I'm just hoping this is a fruity beer. Yeah, it was fruit. It was the even more hydra. I had one more can. Oh wow! Yeah, and we shared it, and it had gotten even more congealed. Like it was, like I should have rolled it a little more. The bottom of the can was like clump, (laughs) clumped out of the glass. So we had to switch glasses. Like okay, new glasses. Yeah, like live life to the leaves. Like you were like kind of chewing on some. Pretty we did have interesting. We, we had a nice. We had a couple of beers from uh, 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 Suarez, the, uh, the smoked lager and the black lager. I loved and the smoked lager. I thought it was so. Just I'd never tried anything like it. it. Was a, they did make a nice smoked lager. I think I drank that yeah. on the show uh, a month ago or so. It was called uh, "Stands to Reason." Oh yes, you definitely did. But yeah. uh, the highlight was uh, the Belgian uh, blonde brought over uh, an Anna from Ooh. Hill Farmstead. It's a oh, Farmstead a, Ale. You're always good at, at bringing those out. I know. I love, delicious beer. I love Hill, Hill, Hill Farmstead. It's my favorite. And the date on it was, it was like, I think it said November 2019. It was wow. like really aged and well-aged. It tasted great. Yeah. It had even like more, I don't know. We had one a few months ago, but... Mm-hmm. It was tart and just effervescent. You know, it's in a bottle, so yeah. it, it, you're able to age it like that. Wow, that was great, and it was so fun to have a uh, uh, almost a, a you know a year and a half old beer that was just so delicious. Yeah, it was fantastic. What a treat. And they must know that because I just bought it in August or whenever I was up there. Yeah, well, last- the last time you were here, you had their uh, limoncello. Mm. Which was, yep. which that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That was it was it was one. funny because uh, last night I was on uh, my family call. My sister lives in Vermont, and Hill Farmstead came up in conversation, and I was just like, "Yeah, when did we have that?" Oh, yeah, it was when uh, Belgian Blonde was here before. Oh, it's such a beautiful area, and and they have a couple of beers I randomly picked up. We're both named after my family, my sister Anna and my grandmother Florence. Oh, but everything I had from there was delicious. I mean, yeah. an awesome setting. Worth the trip for sure. And they they recently Sean uh, Hill he made a, a shot a volley across the bow at uh, <laughs> at breweries that that add all this marsh or putting marshmallows and and all that stuff in their beers. And Yepe had a response. Uh, Yepe from Evil Twin yeah had like a look. We're doing we're why wouldn't we try that? You know why do you have to be you know. Yeah, I don't remember the exact. Haters gonna hate. Little, it was a little bit of a feud, you know that. Yeah. That Sean Hill th- thinks you just should have uh, this beer purity, and well, Sean, don't make those beers. <laughs> yeah, they will. No, he doesn't make them, so don't make them. Yeah, they, there's room they for do. everyone. You know, that's the thing. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like exactly. it's, it's like I don't like, I I I don't I'm I'm not inclined toward drinking Budweiser, but if people want to drink those, enjoy them. Yeah, makes them <laughs> makes all, you happy. Yeah, they're all on the same team. Just get along. Yeah, this shouldn't be these. these, these <laughs> we all just get along. Yeah. But no, Yepi is very sensitive. He's always on Instagram, and if He's, anybody says anything negative in the comments, he blows it up and says, and has to respond to it. Well, you know, the thing is, the the other the alternate name for Evil Twin, if he didn't have a twin brother, could have just been Loki Beer because he's just the trickster. 
Is that true? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just likes just wants to fuck with people. <laughs> What's great about them is though they also make very good traditional beers. Like their their loggers are just yeah. right on. Uh, in oak aged uh, pilsners and that kind of thing, they're very good at that as well. So it's like it's kind of like Jimi Hendrix when he he's like. Oh, all you do, all you do is this, this showing off and noodling, and you couldn't play this. And he says, "Well, you mean like some jazz guitar?" You know, and he just says, "Yeah, I could do that too, pal." Well, then that's the thing is like you have to learn how to color inside the lines before you learn to color outside the lines. And once oh, you very good, I mean, isn't it like is you can't just like say, "Oh, I'm just going to be my own thing." I'm like, okay, I have to learn what the rules are before I learn really how to break them. Right on. But sometimes when we break them, the best products come from it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I. Uh, but this is this is kind of a weekend beer thing, but also a weekend what we were talking about last week. And there's a little bit of a weekend beer thing. I I, I would be neglectful if I didn't talk about my vaccination experience. Yes. Oh Tell us yeah. About it. Because I because we it was such a big part of last week's show. I feel people if they're you know if you're if you're listening for the first time. Uh, I'm sorry if you need to get caught up. Go back and listen to the other one or don't because I'll, you know, this is this is a small part of this week's show. But or actually, you should, though. You should listen, listen, you should to, listen every, to all of them. Anyone who's listening should listen to all of them because uh, Clearly. so you we so our neediness for love gets satisfied to some degree before we say, well, why aren't more of you listening? Anyway, um, so, yes. Yeah, so I, I announced on last week's show that I had just gotten approved. I just I just got eligible for the vaccine. And on Thursday night, I went out to City Field to get my first dose. Uh, it was my first time on this, on the train for over a year. And it was not a good Amazing. time to be on the train for my first time in over a year it was way too crowded. <laughs> yeah. It was freaking me out a little bit, yeah. uh, but I didn't, I didn't want to be late. So I'm like, Let's deal with this. And I, as soon as I got in there, I, it was the only time I've ever double masked. I like, I got in there and I had an extra mask in my pocket and put it over the first one. And, and I got there and, uh, I think this is a nationwide thing. So if anyone is listening to this, who's going out for the first vaccination, you might see something on there that says, do not show up more than five minutes before your time. It was 15 minutes for me. Okay. Uh, and they will tell you that we do not have any holding area. Right. That's a one size fits all thing. Because when I went out there, it was about 10, 15 minutes after I got off the train to get there through a lot of empty space and a lot of like benches. So if I actually did get there too early, I could say, Hey, I'm going to go hang out over here and I'll be back in a half an hour. And you that's could have gone hang out at the queen zoo. There well, you go. That would have been a separate ride, so, but it was a lovely idea. But uh, at that point, when you only have a half an hour, it's not really ideal, but that, I, lo- I like the way you think there. Um, <laughs> are they open right now? They're right next to city field. They're right next to it, or there are a couple more. Yeah, it's stops. a little further. Yeah. Well, no, it's the same subway stop. Yeah, you just have to go the other direction. Okay, the okay, but oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But my larger point is, one of us you, works that there. If you get there, you, you are you don't have to worry about your crowding anyone if you're going to that particular location. But I got there and I said, "Hey, I'm a half hour early. Should I go away?" I said, "No, come on in." I was actually finished with everything, including my 15 minute wait period, 20 minutes before my appointment time. Nice. That's fantastic. Uh, everyone awesome. was great. Everyone was friendly. Everyone was patient. Everyone was indulging, indulging a need I didn't even know I had to have chit chat. <laughs> it was just when I was sitting there 
you know, waiting and the person came to give me my part two. She was just very nice and talking and trying to engage me in conversations like this. Oh, wow. I, I, this is a new experience. It feels like after a year of, of what we've had, <laughs> being in the same room with someone and we're just talking and it's, it's great. Um, and, and, uh, and I went home and I, I had a couple of beers and I saw, found that the, one of the, the most things that I noticed is any effect from vaccine number one was those two beers hit me harder than they ordinarily would. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just like, so I, I, a, I, I had two beers and I got up to go take up the garbage. I'm like, I should not be this stumbly right now. Um, <laughs> and then the next day I had a little bit of, uh, you know, sore arm, like everyone has, Right. I, I know I'm in for something horrible for part two, but but I'm ready for yeah. it. Maybe not, not necessarily. Yeah, the Pfizer is supposed to be a little easier on the second one, and I think that's the what you got, right? Uh, so so oh, oh so that so that's yeah, I I did get Pfizer, and also that's that's part of how it does fit into my weekend beer because of that, but also because on my way back from getting the shot, uh, I saw what was left of the McKellar Brewery. Um, oh yeah, there. pour one out. Uh, their sign is still there. So I, I took a, I took a, I think you'll see it. I, th- I think it's on our, I think it's on our, uh, either on our Instagram feed, either the beer Avengers or, or Captain Porter Brown stout, uh, where I took a picture with the sticker in front of the McKellar sign, because, uh, it was like, ah, oh, I remember coming here. I guess we're not doing that again. <laughs> Sad. It's a good photo. No, thanks. Thanks. Uh, but so, yeah, so that's, that's how that fits into my week in beer. It was because it was it was uh, the actual. If anyone listening to this is so specific that they're going to the same location, it's McKellar, and then a little further, and that's where the place to to go. So there's lots of signs, it's, but I'm really glad I'm halfway there and uh, looking forward to the rest. Congratulations! It's very thank cool. you. Uh, One any, step closer. Any anything else? Any any other business anyone else wants to to bring up? This has been wonderful. Yeah, this is a good show. What uh, what's on the agenda next week? I don't know. I got to talk to you guys about that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I, it's, it's, it was, I, I know you're dealing with your depression <laughs> issues. I'm starting to deal with anxiety issues and we had to figure out where those meet. Uh, but, well, but if, you we, want, if you want Magpie back, just let me know. Cause I, she made a brief appearance, but she wants to come back. The yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, she's, she's, she's invited she back viable. anytime. <laughs> and I'll be honest, Belgian blonde, you're invited back anytime. Oh, oh, thank yeah. you. I would love to come back, back anytime. anytime. Yes, oh fun. wait, I forgot to do the I forgot to do the hookups. Oh the hookups. Oh, we need uh, the hookups, yeah. Real quick, I know you said the Stouts brewery is in Admin, Adamstown, Pennsylvania. There are yes, oh, okay. you're absolutely you had told right. told me it that. was in a different town. I said Stroudsburg. I don't know what the fuck I was where my brain was. It's well, uh, you know that that's what hookups are all about. But there was uh, yeah. But uh we did great on the whole sour beer uh-huh. uh oh, good. conversation. Cool. Really Got all that uh, uh, the the beer wonders knowledge, and the beer wonder said something about himself that I really have to take issue with. What? And I think it was accidental, but we were talking about your cultural deficits, and you don't have cultural deficits. You're about as you're about you're more cultural than all of us, probably. And so, what we wanted to say was your pop culture. Pop, pop culture. culture. Fair enough. I will take pop culture. Yes, pop, pop culture, culture is where the deficit you're is. A very cultural man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're a renaissance man. Renaissance. Thank you. There you go. That's it. So that that was good hookups. And just really one thing. It was funny. I actually tried to look up and see where there were breweries in Stroudsburg. And I think I I I found something and and I've forgotten what that is. Hmm. Oh, I think it was. I think it was the deal was that uh, the beer that you had last week, the Abomination from Connecticut. 
You know uh, what? Oh, I had the, uh, uh, abomination uh, uh, beer. No, it was counterweight. Oh, okay. Well, but we were talking about abomination. Beer. Yes, you had had one. Uh, I had had one, episode. and there, but apparently their roots are in Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Oh well, oh. hello, <laughs> hello. Take it so off it the Connecticut be. list. No, they're but they're 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 brewing in Connecticut. And I've got more Connecticut coming up. We're going to keep they're, up. The they're brewing in thing. Connecticut, but they started in Stroudsburg. Okay. Have you guys hit the, the two roads yet? Two roads? Not yet. No. Not yet. Maybe, it's... maybe in an upcoming episode. One of, the re- one of the reasons we decided to do this thing is because that there is no end to new beers. That's that, right. That, that by having new beers every week with little repeats, oh, we've talked about how we could change that on occasion. Uh, having no repeats, we're only we're only scratching a a, a a modicum of the surface. Oh yeah, of what there is out there. So, um, so if anyone is anyone is listening right now, and you have a, a brewery you want us to try or a beer you want us to try, let us know. Uh, you can reach us on the social medias at, at the Beer Avengers, and that's at Instagram, that's at Facebook, that's on Twitter, all three of those. You can email us at thebeervengers at gmail.com. If you want to indulge in any of our streaming endeavors, our poor picks, our archived blog posts, thebeervengers.com, it's all there. Yeah. Am, I, am I leaving anything out? Is it, it? We're also on YouTube, and uh, and 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 we're we're looking at other places we can be. And and uh, haven't started a TikTok you're yet, listening. but. No, is it, but is that something we can do? If you, if we can figure yeah. that out, go ahead and yeah, we can we, we can it, get a TikTok going. Sure, there's a there's a lot of beer talk, B E E R T O K. Well, then then let's get that going. Uh, all right, yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. Thank you again, Belgian Blonde. As we said already, come back anytime. And thank you so uh, much for having me. And uh, Hawk, I guess it's time to. I don't want to say goodbye, but I guess it's time to play us out. Got to do it. All right, guys. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. With a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. With a beer, Avengers.